Okay, you said that you just shot someone inside your house? Yes, I shot this girl in the living in my house and started her shit again until I shot her. Hey, Luna. Hi, operator. How are you doing? Pretty good. Yourself? What I'm enjoying right now is asking you really quick questions because you keep going, tipping that can toward your mouth like to take a drink, but I ask you a question too quick so you have to put it back down. What do you think yeah, about that? I almost drowned myself. In between, I almost drowned myself. <laughs> um, it's been a while. We, we haven't done uh, anything public for a bit. We, we stay pretty active on Patreon, but it's been a while for a 911 Calls podcast. So welcome back. Welcome back, everyone. Welcome back. Welcome back. Welcome back. I know you like that. Welcome back. What's that? Welcome when, back, Cotter. Uh, was that Did Puff Daddy that? and Mace or something like that? When Mace came back with Puff Daddy. Yep. There's that, and go. then there's also the TV show Welcome Back, Cotter. Oh, yeah, from the seventies right. slash eighties. Mm. Yeah, they did. Um, both good, both good times, both good times. Nah, I don't know. Um, anything been good going on for you other than the fact that uh, everyone on the public feed here, everybody on the uncut version on Patreon, just heard your whole lawn get mowed? Yeah, uh, I think it's still happening. Wow, uh, that's impressive. Yeah. Yeah, no, no, not not a a whole heck of a lot to uh, catch you up on here. Still drinking, still smoking, but about to quit smoking. I got uh, eight cigarettes left, and I promised on my kids, which I've never done before, to my lady that I would quit smoking. So that's an update on me, and I hope that we can go through this journey of uh, cutting out at least one vice together for all my decrepit, uh, depraved uh, followers when it comes to the Jack Luna camp. Well, I'm, I'm, I've got, I'm, I support whatever you want to do in your life, buddy. Now that you've, you've uh, promised on your kids, I hope it works because I believe the last time you tried to quit smoking, you promised it on Kobe Bryant's life. <laughs> and womp womp on all. Yeah, that's true. I was so, a huge Kobe fan, man. Um, actually, my lady, that's her nickname. Because when we first met, he was hitting all those buzzer beaters, those threes, and superstar, and her name's very close to, to the Kobe Kobe name. And I still, to this day, call her Kobe. Man, when that happened to Kobe. I, I've been looking at that lately, why that went down. The, you know the helicopter pilot, and there's going to be a lot of people who disagree with this, he thought he was going up, and he was going yeah. down. Yeah, he was dis- disoriented, right? Jeez, yeah. Yeah, yeah, that was his main man too. That was like his number one pilot. <sighs> so unfortunate. Do you know he? Do you know he was born in Philly? Yeah, I did. Yeah, I did. Yeah, I knew that. He was. Wasn't he actually? Oh no, he was drafted by Charlotte, and then he demanded a trade, I believe. But anyways, yeah. This is a true crime podcast, not a sports podcast. It's true. It's true. His career <laughs> career GP was thirteen forty six. Did you know that? <laughs> <laughs> you got the Google up. Oh, maybe. Yeah. Maybe. I didn't know this, but this is weird. Did you know he had a rap album out? I didn't know that. Are you looking at Shaquille O'Neal's? Hey, Kobe, tell me how your ass tastes. Tell me how my ass tastes. Um, <laughs> no, I didn't know that Kobe Bryant had. Uh, that yeah, was a Shaquille O'Neal a, lyric from a freestyle in a bar or something one time. He's got a couple, actually, songs. One called Thug Poet on an really? LP that he had called Visions. <laughs> oh, no. <laughs> and then another one called Spark. From 2011. I had no so, idea. Yeah. But uh, anyway, that's enough on Kobe. Why'd, yeah. we, why'd we bring that up? No idea. Oh, yeah, because you were trying to quit smoking and you killed Kobe. Right. That's right. Yeah, that thing. So, yeah, you know, pick your battles. Hey, either that or every time you 
try to quit smoking, if you think you're going to fail, pick someone like, I don't know, like Mubarak or, you know, a, a dictator that's still alive. You know, pick somebody who we don't mind <laughs> dying. You know, I, I like swear. pressure. I, pre- I perform well under pressure. I swear on Xi Jinping's life, you know. I don't know. Something like that. <laughs> Whatever. Yeah, you do. You you perform under pressure really well. This will work. Yeah. Yep. You, just just so everyone's aware, though, your your lady is an actual lady. She's not six foot eight. She's she's uh, <laughs> she doesn't look like a giant giant black basketball player. Uh, she looks she looks very. She's a beautiful beautiful. I think your wife's your your wife lady. Uh, whatever. What do we what do we call her right For now? For sure, man. Wife um, lady fiance. Wife lady, sure. Well, not yet, but we're we're, we're going to get yeah. there. And and your wife's super hot too. Just so thank you. Know. you. Yeah, yeah, she is. I definitely married up. I, it's partially I just keep her injected with NyQuil and just little doses. So that keeps her thinking I'm attractive. Yeah. Anyway, uh, enough anyway. Ri- enough banter. Hey, uh, got some – I have a couple questions for you here. Okay. You know what? In this script, you wrote the first question. Why don't like you – I'd like to ask you this. Yeah, you ask me that question. Hey, up. Uh, Hey, Luna. Has someone ever belittled you to the point where you lashed out at them? Oof. So, like, lash out, you mean, like, do you know who I am kind of lash out? Like, mm. like you don't know who you're talking to? Well, just kind of like little jabs, little passive-aggressive yes. jabs at you. If I, could, if I could rewrite this, I would say like more like passive-aggressive jabs that kept on happening. They thought you, they can get away with it for a time, and then suddenly you shut the door, like, right on their fingers or the window. Yes. So, like, bam, this window is no longer open, and they're screaming yep. in pain. Why, why would you do this? We were just joking around. Anything like that? Yes. Um, so growing up, I had a I had a modicum level of athleticism, um, but I the weird thing was I was I was a very athletic kid and I excelled in in things like like uh, you know I don't know if you guys had to do it up there nor up the north but uh, every once in a while we had like some presidential like fitness challenge where everybody you know. Everyone, including the you know mathletes and the jocks and the girls that just you know played with their hair, everyone showed up out on the track and then they had to run a mile. <laughs> oh, no, we <laughs> like, didn't have that. We didn't. Oh no. my gosh! Yeah, everyone shows up this one day in your gym class, and doesn't matter if you have cerebral palsy or if you're the Star Trek athlete, everyone's running a mile because the president asked us to. So. <laughs> Everybody goes and busts out a mile. I would, I would, I would come in first, and it's not because I was competitive or anything like that. I just, I was an athletic kid. I, just, but here was the problem, is, and this is not a a, a criticism of my father, but um, here comes but the I criticism didn't. Of your <laughs> well, a lot of a lot of fathers would look at this and be like, "Well, that's my doing. I'm so sorry, sir." Oh, I see. Um, I, I didn't know the rules. Most of the time, like, like I would go play basketball with the friends and like nobody ever passed me the ball. And, you know, there was time. I remember one time in particular, I was like, okay, you're my friend. I can trust you. Friend, why isn't anybody passing me the ball? And they're like, well, you're good, but you're always in the wrong place. Like, I didn't know that there were, you know, you should post up in certain areas on the court. I just figured, you know, 
hey, I'm pretty sure I could take it to the basket right now. Why don't you throw it to me? And nobody ever really would. And I kind of thought it was just they didn't like me. But it was that. It was I didn't understand the strategies of the game. Closest I got was like baseball because it had actual bases where I kind of knew you had to be. Uh, football, right. I was the quarterback because I had to be in one place and I just lined up in the middle behind everybody else and then I threw the ball. Uh, so I had athleticism, but I didn't understand the fundamentals of most of the games. This one time, so this is now the, the answer to your question. Mm-hmm. I was playing like street ball in my neighborhood with a bunch of kids and there there's this one guy he was just so good he was wicked good like two years older than me was varsity by at some point you know in his high school it was just really good mm-hmm. the whole time we're playing he's like mocking me mocking me and finally mm-hmm. uh he 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 laughed and fist bumped me after i said this but I go, I make this shot, I lay up this shot, and I, I go up and I make a layup, but I don't really know what I'm doing. I made the basket, but I looked like, you know, a ballerina doing it. He's like, man, who taught you how to shoot? And I was like, I just turned to him, I'm like, Helen Keller. <laughs> <laughs> and he was like, wow, okay. <laughs> yeah, it was just like, you know, but I... Uh, that that happened one time, and then one time uh, a kid stole my bike, and as he rode down the road away from me, he was like, can I see your bike for a second? I was like, you bet. Gave him my new bike, and he just rode it away. But as he rode away, I could tell he was stealing it, and so I'm like swearing at him down the street. I don't remember what swear words I used, but that yeah. that got my ire a little as well. It's funny that you had a basketball reference there, and then we talked about Kobe Bryant in the beginning, and this is all unplanned, but mine has a basketball reference with it as well. Really? Yeah. Does it have yeah. to do with basketball and unplanned pregnancies? Uh, no. That okay. part's not, I just, not a part of it. I was thinking maybe we were really dialed in for a second, but we're not. No, okay, we're not. please we're proceed. Not. I mean, I'm thinking about impregnating, impregnating the dog across the street if you can hear it barking that's a, a lot. That's a the, visual. That is a visual right there. I've been I've been circumcised or not circumcised. I hope. <laughs> Boy, you got kids everywhere. If you think that's what stops pregnancies, we better get uh, get a looking. <laughs> they just tie it in a knot at the top and you empty it at the end of the day. That's what I thought it was. But no, no I kept no. my fingers crossed the whole time we had sex. I'm pretty sure. Nope, you can't get pregnant. I had my fingers crossed. <laughs> Uh, oh, I just boy. made a reference of uh, raping the dog across the street and it being okay because I've been circumcised. Yeah. I meant the, I've been. What's the word I'm looking for? My nuts got chopped off. Uh, yeah, vasectomized. All right, I have vaccinated in my head. I got that too. Yeah. But uh, euthanized. You euthanized your, about your that. members. Yeah. <laughs> Anyways, I was playing basketball. Shooting some hoops, I could hit threes. I could almost dunk, and there was this girl on the sidelines. She was a she was a hefty girl, and she, back then in the nineties, all the girls wore a lot of makeup. Yeah, like caked on their faces, and she she had a, a big cake face, and <laughs> she's going at me talking all this shit, and uh, right in my ear. So I turn around, and I start giving it back to her. I don't know what remember what I said. And she just like kind of like stumbles onto the court right in the middle of the game. I got the ball. And she's like, what are you going to do about it? What are you going to do about it? And all my friends are looking. The game has stopped. I got the ball. This girl's been heckling me this entire time. I've been mouthing her off too. And I just kind of lose it in that moment as she's talking her shit to me. And I, boom, throw it. And I hit her right in the forehead. And her face, 
her like face fell off. Like it was so caked onto her face that it like it like knocked the mask of makeup almost like half off her face from the, from me the impact this basketball for it. Hmm? Really? So the, the the basketball impact just like <laughs> revert your face like, off. It transferred like silly. Remember when you had silly putty and you'd transfer the comics onto? The, so you basically hit her with a f- basketball and it it transferred the cake up off of her face onto the basketball. Yes, and that's she put amazing. Her hands to her face, I saw what happened. I was right there. Put her hands to her face and she started running away, like kind of crying. Everybody's giving me shit because they think that I hurt. I didn't hit her that hard with the basketball. I just wanted her to shut up and stop disrespecting me in front of all my friends. And I didn't say anything else, but I knew the reason she was covering her face because what the impact had done to her face. And anyways, yeah, I snapped in that moment. I've always remembered it. Um, and there, there's, uh, you know, this connects a little bit to the case that we're about to cover. Not at all, but a little bit. Yeah, a little bit it does. Has has this girl, do you know where she is today? That's my lady who's inside. <laughs> <laughs> I know, it's the dog across the street. No, no, I, I have no idea. No okay, because a lot of your stories, when you talk about, like, messing with a girl that's younger, usually the, it ends like, but I feel bad today because she actually died last year in a creek. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> no, she probably did die somehow. Talking that shit. Like, but oh my um, gosh. no, no, that, that, that's all. That's my story. Hey, I got a question for you. Sure. Um, what is the age difference between you and your lady? Seven years. Really? I met, well, I met her when she was, she was, tw- I was 19. She was 12. <laughs> no, she, no, no. I was, I was <laughs> like almost 30 and she was like 23 or something like 22. Yeah. Okay. All right, seven years. Why? Well, I, I don't know that I knew that. Do you know how big of a disparity there is in age between me and the wife for Aether? No. Twelve. Twelve years. Oh, my God. Yeah. Wow. Yep. And you guys are high school sweethearts. <laughs> no, we're not. <laughs> well, yeah, I dated her the whole time I had my first marriage going. and <laughs> Well, what do you know? I mean, no. she's my high school sweetheart. I'm her elementary school sweetheart. <laughs> Exactly. Like, I always make fun at church because, like, the 12-year-old boys, they pass what's called the sacrament around, right? You know, everybody. So they're handing out bread and water to everybody. And I am like mm-hmm. to make a joke that I'm like, yeah, you know, when I was passing the sacrament, uh, she was she was an infant. <laughs> <laughs> goes over really well. It's <laughs> terrible. Like I was looking at her while I was passing the bread and water, sir, and I was like, "I'm gonna marry that girl." <laughs> the flower girls at your wedding, everyone's like, "Oh, that she could be next." <laughs> or, or I like to tell her that when I got married the first time, she was twelve. <laughs> yeah, right. Oh Creepy. my god! When you start doing that math, I've yeah. done it a few times. Man, it's like. Wow, when I was like leaving high school and I was starting to like s- like smoke crack, <laughs> you were just starting to like understand you, what the show Friends was all about. Yeah, or you loved like, you know? Teletubbies, <laughs> yeah. and I was getting into crack. <laughs> I know. Oh, exactly. Man. Well, that 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 age uh, disparity there it's okay once you get a little bit older yeah, and right. at my age when she was at that age I was a little more immature and able to make her laugh about certain things and it really worked plus I liked hot younger chicks you know so that helped my, my right. yeah, me too. Um, 
fist no. bump over a thousand miles bump. <laughs> now there there is an age where you know about twenty two, and if you're thirty, or I think if you're like fifty and you meet a twenty two year old, it's a little bit weird. But I was still still pushing thirty, so I'm okay with that. Yeah, yeah. It, it, there is a. I don't know. I feel like. Yes, I agree with you that the the age disparity kind of fades away the older you get. Uh, there are some where it still seems suspicious or suspect. Well, you here's know, where like, it is, and I'm sure yeah. you're going to say the same thing that I'm going to say. It's if you're taking advantage of that person, like so. So if you you're 22 years old and you start dating a 14 year old, yeah, um, sure they matured creepy. in ways physically. But mentally, I mean, you're able to run circles around them. If I'm 30 and she's 22, or I'm 29 and she's 22 or 20, um, you know, yeah. she's got a good head on her shoulders at that point and able to defend herself to my weirdo advances if I was a weirdo. If you're right. 60 and the person's like 20, I mean, you're probably offering money in some way, that which is which is a power move as well, and it's not yeah. all about love and your connection. It's got to be about love and the connection. It does. It shouldn't be based res- on other things. Mutual respect. You know, in- in some cases, you know, even though love and, and respect should be a thing, sometimes you look at it and you're like, well, they both seem happy. He's 72 and she's 31, but, uh, hey, he's getting something, she's getting something. You know, so it's different, you know, yes. I guess different strokes for different folks. Sure. But it, there are some age disparities where we kind of look at it and we're like, yeah, it's weird. That's really weird. Yeah, and I want to go back on that for a second because I have met like 50-year-olds who are going out with like 25-year-olds, 24-year-olds, and there's absolutely no problem with it with it at all. Like they're having a great time. Some, yeah. Sometimes the, the age d- disparity, it's like there are differences, you know, opposites attract and, and there's things to talk about on both sides that keep the older guy young and, and keep the younger girl more mature and, and there's an attraction in that way. But I think we all know when we see an 80-year-old with a 20-year-old what's going on right there or when yeah. you see a 30-year-old with a 14-year-old what exactly is going on right there. Exactly. We don't need to explain this too much. We don't. We don't. And, you know, there is also public public. Uh, awareness of uh, social awareness of like a uh, uh, certain scenario and then like what the dynamic is like behind the scenes because you know there are some truths like you might marry your your significant other but you're also marrying the family so right. that includes like if that 50 year old has kids uh they're 25 as well so you marry a 25 year old girl there's a dynamic at play behind the scenes that even though like on paper they're like, yeah, you know, she's getting this, he's getting that. It seems pretty good. But she also yeah. is competing or now she's the mom of somebody herself. <laughs> it's weird. There are, there can be some things. No situation is a bed of roses, I guess. And marriages and, and developed relationships, I won't even go as far as to just say marriages, but developed relationships often are a balance. And that balance has to be struck proper in order for it to be healthy, I guess, yeah. right? Yeah, and at the end of the day, who are we to judge? I mean, if there's two consenting adults who are in a situation, every situation is different. And I yeah. would say even if you're an older person who is with a younger person and, and then there's a kid like you just said in the, the same age, I've seen that work where it's like, hey, I know I'm not your mom. I can't be your yeah, mom exactly. and be that motherly figure for you. But let's be more yeah. like sisters and friends. That's That's cool. Yeah. Well, and if my intentions are clear, you know, hey, your dad's a looker and he's also, hey, come on. Sally, your dad has uh, $4 million. I'm 25, and I I uh, really needed a boob job. 
and I also want a Corvette. Uh, yeah. You know, if she's clear with her intentions, then Sally's going to be much more amenable to seeing that relationship through. You did ask a question like, who are we to judge? And the answer I would give is, my name's the operator and your name's Jack Lud. <laughs> <laughs> That's who we are to judge. <laughs> right. Exactly. <laughs> anyway. Hey, um, okay, one more question. Um, <clears throat> if you, this this was bugging me. So, and, and actually, as I was doing the research, I was like, yeah, you know, this actually fits. So, if you had a disease that had been determined to be terminal mm-hmm. and you had a predetermined time left on this earth, would you use that time in any regard to do anything that you would never in any other circumstance do? I think, okay, so I have an answer for this and I think it's an, a very honest answer. I think it's the right answer is a healthy person would have all kinds of things that they would tell you that they would do. I go jump off a cliff with, yeah, I bucket list things, right? Yeah, I I do all these these crazy things. I jump off a cliff with a parachute, or I go paragliding, or I zip line, I bungee jump, I jump out of an airplane, all this stuff. I travel across the world. But the reality is, when you're in that situation, you're terminally terminally ill. And I've met these people. I have a friend right now who's in this situation. All they want to do is die peacefully. They yeah. just want to rest. Oh. They just want to go out without it cause. They want to get all their affairs in order. Mm-hmm. So for me, if I was a terminally ill person, I was older. This is exactly what I want to do. I would want to. I would be thankful to know when I'm about to go because there are a lot of people who go suddenly and they don't get all these things cleaned up. Mm-hmm. And there's a mess left over, like debts and you know whatever else money on the other end of it, money that you have that should be dispersed in the appropriate manner that you have to guess at afterwards, and you have infighting in your family that you know that's a terrible legacy to leave. Right. So for me to become terminally ill and know exactly when I want to die, where I'm going to die, would be a real blessing because I could get all those things figured out. So that they the the goal at that point, I'm assuming, if you're in that situation, is that you just want to leave behind peace and and know everything's taken care of and go. And no one's gonna think too much about all those shitty things that people end up fighting about. I like that. I like that. Yeah, ba- basically, uh, it does. It sets certain things in priority, right? Like family, friends, like connection. Making sure that we we uh, we soak those those things that are really valuable intrinsically, um, you know, as much as possible before. All right, let me make it a little more dastardly for you. Let's sure. say the windows of heaven closed for a moment. And uh, if you believe in that, or if you if you could dream build with me for a moment and question your moral judgment and to establish, let's just let's throw the morals out the window. And you and maybe you you know you still want to leave a legacy. You know your family's important to you, all that kind of stuff. W- would you make any morally questionable decisions to no. to uh, before you kicked off? Personally, no. I've already made a lot of morally questionable decisions in my life, and I hope to grow as I get older. No. You mean like, oh, I'm going to die, so I might as well do heroin and like bang a bunch of prostitutes? Like, Maybe. I already did it. That's creepy. No, I didn't. Exactly. (laughs) But no. For me personally, I know that if I knew I was going to go, I would really just – it's not about getting right with God. 
Mm-hmm. And, and maybe that's part of it sub- subconsciously. For me personally, it's it's not about that because I'm always trying to get right with God, whatever God with whatever God is. That's what I'm doing every day. I think a lot of us every day are trying to get right with ourselves, which in a way is God. Even if there is sure. no God, you are you yeah. are very special. You are you are a real anomaly being this human being on this uh, organic spaceship flying through infinite space. And for all yeah. we know, we are the only ones that that have gotten this consciousness. Um, get right with yourself or get right with God. Same thing in my mind. Yeah. Um, no, the only things I want to be doing is making peace with the people around me and making as much peace with myself to prepare myself in case that there's something more than this. Okay. I like that. I'm also really frustrated that you didn't, you know, take the bait. Take the bait now. <laughs> and, okay. uh, you know, dream build with me for a moment. What I would, would you say do? This. Well, okay. Uh, it... <sighs> It would probably, if I were to do anything, it would be just to set my family up and it would be monetary. Like, like the town where I live, it's kind of a running joke and they've cleaned it up a good amount. But like 10 years ago, uh, in town, they're like, well, if you ever want to get away with a crime here, just rob a bank. (laughs) Like no one ever got caught for robbing banks here. It's so weird. So, uh, you know, I've thought in my head, I'm like, okay, what I probably do if I'm going to kick kick over anyway and you know i got like two months to live and the heaven windows of heaven closed and you know it wouldn't be part of my accounting you know i wouldn't have to account for it or anything it'll probably be some be kind of like crime that's monetarily advantageous you know and i'd i'd pock i'd I'd, you know i'd secret it away so my family could be financially but the moment i say that yeah yeah but the moment i say that i'm like you know but there are uh, there are there are above board ways that I could do that right now. Uh, like I could just farm out a bunch of different potato people designs from Bean Bean and start a store called Feed the Children or a GoFundMe called Feed the Children. And the children getting fed are my children. And, you know, people yeah. might, I could play up my, oh, I'm going to die, guys. So, you know, you know, here's another Bean Bean shirt I'm throwing at you. You know, and I could probably make the equivalent of, a, you know, a good bank heist doing it I used to think that the way. right way i absolutely used to think that way um and i don't now and i i i um you don't have your faith in bean beans anybody- artistic hmm? skills <laughs> you don't have faith in a bean beans artistic skills <laughs> i do i do she's the number one seller in the store <laughs> yeah but i encourage people not to, not to think that way at all because when you when you go they don't miss what what you left for them they miss you and yeah. you just got to give them more, more of you. Honestly, people are people will be all right. They'll, they'll go rob a bank themselves if they need it that bad. Like you, you just you give them more of you. Really, in the end, you, you got to. For the most part, people that I've seen who are passing away try to do that too, and it's really sad to see in situations where they weren't doing it consistently, and they're trying to make up for it all at the end, and it's not landing because, for the most part, the people that they're trying to make it land on. Uh, can't forget what how they behaved before and they recognize that it's more about them than it is about more about that person than it is about them you know to their benefit um so that goes back to what i'm saying about life about trying to be who you want to be right up to the end as much as you can and then push it a little bit further at the end just make sure make sure they know yeah. I hope that I get the opportunity to know. I never used to think that way. I thought that maybe I want to die in my sleep. And now I'm like, nah, I'd like to get a little bit of a heads up so I can tie some things up. Yeah. Uh, it, it, what you're saying uh, is frustrating me because basically it's 
it's it's telling me that you you're feeling good enough about yourself that you're feeling that closure wouldn't take a lot of work it which is frustrating because i was really hoping you're a terrible person you'd give me some fun <laughs> stuff to, to deal with here but but no you didn't um so I, i'll i'll go I'll, here's an observation i'll make um sure. oftentimes this is a weird anomaly um in some religions especially religions where people feel like they have to have a certain um diet or a certain that, that they have to remove certain things from their life uh, in order to be, you know, worthy or whatever. Um, one of the things I always thought was so weird is these types of religions. They have a certain, you know, level of attrition where people leave leave the faith. Uh, and it was just always so interesting to me because they they lead their whole life in this religion and they have faith and you know happiness or peace or whatever you call it. And then something happens, and usually it's an outward influence. Like it's, you know, oh, the church offended me, or so-and-so offended me, and I'm leaving now. And they forget everything you just said, which is it's basically a one-on-one relationship. Most Mm -hmm. religions at their core, regardless of all the extra bullet points on belief or dogma or everything, at their core, it religion is fundamentally a relationship between you and some higher power so that mm-hmm. Jane wouldn't get off your case at church last Sunday and now you're leaving the church because you just can't handle you know Jane isn't going to be a factor if you really believe in God he's you know, he's not going to take it as an excuse as to why you left the church right what was what was always so funny to me is people leave leave a religion. And then they pick up habits that they never would have done before. So it's right. like they leave a religion which says that they never that they shouldn't do this thing. And then they instantly just start doing those things. Like if you left mm-hmm. my religion, you'd go out and just start drinking a bunch. And I'm like, right. it's so silly. Because mm-hmm. like, why weren't you just doing that all the time before? Because right. basically so that, you're that making falsifies. an announcement. That falsifies yes. everything that was happening before. You just wasted the time. Yes. Yeah. yeah, you're making a statement about the lack of understanding of what you've been doing all along anyway if you just left that it wasn't fundamental to you that you weren't doing those things yeah. it was fundamental to something somebody else was telling you to do yeah. and that's so when you were telling me all this stuff and and Jack when you were telling me how you'd live and how you'd die I'm frustrated because you stayed true to form you didn't you know veer and and so thank well, good job but also <laughs> this is a podcast it's supposed to be entertaining <laughs> <laughs> we'll get we'll get into the actual episode okay. here too, but I'm I'm firmly in the camp for, of the Stephen King uh, camp. Of the, there there are other worlds than these. That's what Jake says in, in the Dark Towers. There are other worlds than yeah. these. When Roland lets go of his hand and he falls away from him in the uh, I believe it's the end of the Gunslinger, or maybe it's uh, the second book. I'm not sure, but there are other worlds than these. And I really am starting to, as I get older now, and I've been doing more of these podcasts and going in depth with death and the last moments of somebody's lives and, and what serial killers going in deep into what the, what they say that they saw in the eyes of, mm-hmm. of their victims and the guilt that they feel in certain ways and things that they had said to them. Going deep into that kind of stuff, I have a sense uh, lately that I've, I've been here before with my children. I see it all the time and I've talked about it already. I got this real sense that, that I had another family, that I was a child in another family, or I was a father in another family, and it's happened multiple times. And and the more I come back, the more I learn about, about being. And it's not about... I always fear that I'm going to lose my kids and lose my girl and lose... lose. 
but you lose contact with your family as you go in later on in life and you almost see a death in life with certain yeah. with relationships with people and stuff like that mm-hmm. and I believe that that's an example of what's happened historically with with our spirit as well and I, I'm, I'm really working on that in, in trying to get it as right as I can this time around um, so I'm worthy to enter another phase um, where I can do even more good and this is very preachy and, and, and far oh, out but that, that's, hey, that's where my head is at I, I enjoy hearing it because you mean it you know and I think uh, uh, that's what stays in an episode is you know if we're genuine I, I i have the same kind of belief system and like I, the way i would translate it is you you were part of another family you were you were part of a bigger thing and uh you forgot you know and yeah. that family still exists in my belief system that family still exists it was we were all there before this and we all chose to come here so you know what you're saying as far as i believe it's true you you know right. you had you had you had a big family that you're a part of and and sometimes i think if we're spiritually aligned regardless of religion or anything like that when we're spiritually aligned i think we're given things i think we're given knowledge that we didn't have a moment before and uh however that comes to you i think is is really cool cuz whether it's stephen king telling you there are, there many are other worlds, worlds in these. Yeah, or Jesus telling you there are other worlds. Hey, whatever floats your boat. Because some people hate to hear Jesus say it because they're like, oh, I don't believe that crap. But Stephen King says mm-hmm. it and they're like, wow, what a thought-provoking thought. <laughs> you know, I'm like, hey, however it got into your earballs, cool. Yeah, it's a cool. good thought, you know. <laughs> So. Well, it, it all, and, and for people thinking that we're jibber jabbering here, the operator and I talk like this all the time. So, so it's it's easy yeah. company to be in for, for myself right here. A, a little a little uh, daunting when I realize that there's a large audience hearing what I'm talking about right now, and sometimes I forget. But when it comes to this episode that's coming up right here, and others as well, there is a moment when you hear somebody who has just killed somebody, or yeah. someone who is about to die, say on the phone. And there's a moment there where you're like, oh, they recognize it's over. And yeah. there's the, and they're feeling a calm from that. Like they're like, okay, I just screwed the whole thing up or I'm about to leave. But there's a relief in it because this chapter is just closed and I'm ready for the next chapter is basically what's what's happening in their minds. Or at least they're hoping for that. But they're hoping for it to the point where they truly believe it and you can hear it in their voice. Yes. Yes. And sometimes those people that that you hear it in their voice they are the victim sometimes they're the perpetrator mm-hmm. you know and yes. uh okay great segue good job it's like you're reading the script or something <laughs> but isn't that funny hey just so anyone that that's wondering how much of this is scripted and how much isn't we're currently through three bullet points <laughs> with very little content so far. So, uh, yeah. yeah, I'm sure no one is impressed that we can just jibber jabber with unscripted. But just in case no. you're wondering. Right. Um, all right. So uh, here's a little backstory on what we're about to hear. So this happened. Uh, the call take place takes place Sunday, July 26th. Not to be confused with July 4th, which is a much more uh, date that people know, uh, and 2009. 
which is really what happened in 2000. Nobody remembers that because no. we just got, you know, beat with a sock full of quarters economically in 08. <laughs> Nobody cares about 09. But this happened in 09. So uh, July 26th, which was a boring day. It was a Sunday. So, was, you know, no one was really paying attention to anything in, in 09. So really boring date as far as just just un, uh, unimpressive. Like a, if, if there was a homely face for a date, it would be Jul- Sunday, July 26, 2009. For sure. Like, and we haven't had enough content leading up to this call yet. So that's why you're dragging uh, yes. <laughs> something like this out. I'm really light on content on this call. Just kidding. I'm not. I really just, when I read that date, though, I was like, that is a very forgettable date. Anyway. <laughs> Also, 2.15 p.m. when this happened. So, like, not even... It can't even stick with, like, when the really, really peak phone calls happen for 911, like 2 a.m. No, it had to be 2.15 p.m. People just got back from Chick-fil-A, you know, at this point Mm -hmm. in the day. But anyway, that's when this happens. Uh, In North Carolina, (laughs) say what you will... (laughs) About North Carolina. Just kidding. It's not South Carolina. Not to be confused. Oh so, my god. Anyway, all right. So here's what here's what happened. Leslie Edward Smith, which is a girl boy. It's a boy. Yeah. Because it's Leslie. Yeah, she goes by Lester. 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 Yeah, he, he does. By. He goes. Yes, he does. Goes by Lester. Edward Smith. Maybe the middle name gave it away, but maybe not. You know, we're living uh. a different time. <laughs> Um, Lester Edward Smith, age 62, and Jacqueline LaRue Gore, which is not to be confused with what happened here, uh, age... Trying to stay away from any jokes of that going forward, but get it out of the way right now. Good. I got it out. Um, Mm. Got it out of the way. Age 48, so he's 62, she's 48. So does that fall within the acceptable margin of uh, age disparity? It could. I mean, you, I you've lived so. quite a bit of life to that point. No, absolutely, yeah. it does. But also, I don't think that they were boyfriend and girlfriend like a lot of people say in this case. I think that they were just kind of like friends. They might have screwed around once in a while, but they weren't like a real item. Actually, Lester was trying to help out Jackie in a lot of ways with her drinking and stuff. But we'll get into yes. that. Yes, we'll get into that. And even on the call, you kind, he kind of establishes their relationship right in the call. He's like so, a big yes. brother character to her, but with benefits. Right. Big Maybe brother with, with benefits. benefits. Oof. Oh, gosh. Don't ever Google that. (laughs) Do not. If nobody's ever made a movie by that in the adult film industry, what a missed opportunity. Anyway, I digress. Okay. So these two, Lester and Jacqueline LaRue Gore, they were arguing outside their home on Sunday afternoon. Why? Probably because... Their Chick-fil-A order was was wrong or something. I don't know. Mm. But um, it got to the point where Lester went to the neighbor's house and asked to borrow a gun. <sighs> okay. Yeah. You ready? For- uh, before we start the call, can, can I say one more thing <laughs> yeah. here, man? Just yes. to make – because I'm starting to get to know these cases before I get on here because I'm getting some feedback where people think I don't know what's going on at all. And that <laughs> – and that that they, was they're, by they're, design, but everybody seems yeah. to not like it. <laughs> they don't like that, uh, and, and often I think they're misconstruing me not knowing what's going on the call with them disagreeing with my opinion on things. Yes. But that's another story. I agree. Um, it was actually his his gun that a cop had taken apart. He'd taken the clip away from him and put the gun. And, and Lester had given the gun to his neighbors. What I had read, so he was going to get his own gun back. 
Oh, okay. See, mine made it sound like what is going on, and then you bring knowledge and truth and like、yeah. sense to the whole thing. And now I, I don't know where we're at with it. I. Well, no, we'll fix it as it goes. Don't worry about it. But really, he had told the cop that he was feeling kind of suicidal, and he and the cop did it as much as to take the clip away, and then less to give the gun away.、Um, oh, okay. Actually, he left him the clip. It, it just, just one just of these dumb the stories <laughs> where it's like, oh, I still got the clip. Oh, all I got to do is find the gun. It's like me when I say I'm going to get off Facebook, so I delete Facebook. But it's not deleting my Facebook; it's just deleting the app. It just、so、hibernates. Just, yeah, yeah. Right. <laughs> yeah, exactly. You you sound like a hero, but really, it's one Apple download、yeah. away. Yeah. <laughs> I give up. Three in the morning, half drunk. What are they saying about me?、Yeah. <laughs> That's why I don't even delete it. I have to know what they're saying about me. Oh my goodness! All right. All right.、Uh, hey, are you ready for me to、uh, to hit play、um, on this? I'm ready. All right. Here we. Okay. Hey Jack. Yeah. This is another Sam. Hi. Hi. Do I have? To yeah. Oh, can you hear him? Can you, hold, on. hold on. Who are you? Hi. Is, Hi. This Hi. is Samantha. She's a. Yes. She loves Uber. No what? Yeah. Yeah, I do love Uber. <laughs> no, Samantha is friends with. Uh, with my wife. Wow, you're zooming a lot.、Eh? Yeah, okay. yeah, okay. Yeah, with the wiferator, and she was like, "Can I say hi?" Well, hi. I really think that this will probably be edited out, <laughs> but I hope no. not. <laughs> it won't be. Ah,、uh, you know, it could be. It won't be. Okay, good. <laughs> I think other than being、we'll、you're the first、then. person that's that's made it onto an episode. Oh, I feel so privileged. <laughs> I'm truly honored. Do an, does she have an accent? She sure does right now. New Zealand. <laughs> New Zealand. That's、yeah. where I want to move. This place sucks. <laughs> I want to move to New Zealand. Yeah. Don't. Yeah. Don't. 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 Okay. Don't All right. Yeah. Funny. That's all I need to hear.、Yeah. Anyway, I just thought、uh, it's not every day there's another Sam, other than Sam 2.0 and other Sams we might know. So I thought I'd introduce you to. <laughs> Well, I appreciate it. Yeah, it'll make the podcast. Nice, nice to, meet to meet you. Nice to meet you. Just remember, all the cool ones are named Sam. <laughs> oh my gosh! Bye. Bye. <laughs> anyway, that was awesome. That's the wiferator's、uh, best friend. One of her best friends. Like they've known each other forever. They knew, they knew each other before,、uh, before I was around. And so when when the wiferator's family first heard her talking about a Sam, they thought they were they were talking about her instead of、oh, another、God. Sam. <laughs> so gotcha, yeah, gotcha. It's so fun. Gotcha. Anyway, yeah, fun. fun. All right. You know how I like I like meeting new people out of the blue like that. Yeah,、That's、I know、nice. you love it. That's why I did it. <laughs> Yeah, no, she was funny. She was funny the way she walked her way right there. That was fun. She's funny. She's got good timing.、Mm-hmm, she does. All right, do you ready for me to hit play on this? I'm ready. Here we go. Yeah, I'm on a location emergency. Yes, I just shot somebody in my house. Okay, and you said that you just shot someone inside your house. 
Yes, I shot this girl in the living room of my house and she won't get out and I came home and stuff and she started her shit again so I shot her. Oh, what? Stay on the line with me. Ambulance or something. Okay, sir. First off, have you put the gun down? Yes, I have. Okay. Okay. Okay, sir. All right, now stay on the line with me. All right, I need to find out some information about how serious she is, okay? All right. She's probably dead. All right, how old is she? She's 48. Is she awake? No. Is she breathing? She's trying to. Okay, stay on the line with me. All right, now I've got help coming to you, all right? Yes, sir. I've got the ambulance coming. Okay, listen to me, sir. Um, do you think she's beyond any help? I'm not sure she should be. I shot her point blank. You shot her point blank? Where did you shoot her at? In the chest. In the chest? Is there any serious bleeding? No, I can't tell. She's laying on the floor. Okay, is she completely alert? No. Okay, what part of the body was injured? Heart. You said you shot her in the chest? Yes. Is there more than one wound? No. Okay. All right. And when did this happen? Just now. Just now? Okay. Stay right here with me and don't hang up. All right. This is what I want you to do so we can help her, all right? Are you right by don't her now? Don't to get her out of my house Okay, sir. I've got help coming. I need you to answer my questions, okay, so we can help her. Are you right by her now? Yes, I am. Okay. Lay her flat on her back on the ground and remove any pillows. Can you do that? Yes. All right. <clears throat> this is what I want you to do. Can you kneel next to her and look in the mouth for any food or vomit? Is there anything in the mouth? Sir, is there anything in the mouth? Ma'am? Yes, sir. Is there anything in the mouth? No. Blood. Got blood coming out of nose in the chest and mouth. Okay. <laughs> All right. So he's pretty chill. Okay. He's pretty chill for just having shot someone point blank. Yeah, he is. And you can see, like, the operator is, is doing her job. Right. Yeah. But she's she's starting to treat him a little bit like he came across this lady laying right. on the ground. Yeah. And you can sense from him where he's like, yeah, like I shot. Yeah, she's dead. Okay. Are you right by her? Yeah, I'm standing above her. Right. Like, <laughs> when did this happen? <laughs> Just now. Okay. Is there anything in her mouth? We need. To, so now she's asking to look into the mouth, and you'll hear as the call goes on, she's like trying to go through through the rigmarole like you normally would with a normally passed out person. Is there a bag of M and M's in her throat or anything right. of that sort? I, I, I need you to look into her throat. Yes, she's she's no. kicked into the bullet points that she's reading, going through protocol. Which I, you know, more power to her. Good, good, good totally. for you, I guess, because there's protocol. But but yeah, yeah, I think we well, we both know, and and he knows, you know, Lester knows what's up. Yes, and and the reason why we're cutting in right here too is like this is this moment where I'm was talking about in the beginning where he knows his life 
his life is basically over from what he's done. Right. And you can hear it in his voice where he's like, man, like, shot her, shot her point blank. You're going to get me to do CPR. I mean, <laughs> I'm telling you. You want me to do chest compressions? I shot her in the chest. Yeah. Like, I mean, you want me to check her mouth? What's what's in there? I don't know. A lolling tongue and some blood? Are, yeah. Are you getting me to look for, like, uh, half a hot dog? Because she wasn't eating a hot dog. <laughs> right. This, she didn't die from choking. I can tell you that. It's from the 44 right. impact wound to her chest. Uh, pretty sure. Here's the right. other thing I don't don't understand is when, and I, maybe, maybe, you know, I got to remember that it's, easy to be an armchair captain coach when in these sure. situations but it would Absolutely. seem to stand it's, it would stand to reason I don't know maybe not maybe not but if there's a if there's a chest wound doing CPR I don't know I don't know how the body works well enough it would just seem to me that maybe you could be forcing more blood out of the chesticle yes. area right well how about this you're not talking to a guy, again, who came across the scene. You're talking to this woman's killer, and he has not given you any indication to this point that he this was accidental yeah. in any way. Like, right. And he gives, he gives, we'll hear the rest of the call, but she's, it's a little bit like, um, I don't know, like a Three Stooges scene here. There's, there's another example that I'm looking for. But it's it's an un, it's an awkward situation for both on the line. I yeah. shot her. Okay, sir, we're gonna tell you what you can do to save her. Why would I want to save her? I sh- just, just shot, shot her. They literally like, intended to do. Th- yeah, th- it's yeah. a it's a little bit. It's playing out sort of like a parody, in a way, because mm-hmm, it's like mm-hmm. both sides are doing what but, they have to. But you're like, come on, everybody, get on the same page. <laughs> <laughs> but again, she's doing her job, and she's right. doing all that she can for this woman who's just been shot. So all the power to her, we understand. But I'm all I'm. I'm not saying she's doing anything wrong. He's obviously done something wrong. But it's just a little awkward, and and almost if you're dark humored, like a uh, uh, humor situation that plays out here going forward. Yeah. And his 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 life's over here at this point, and he knows he can hear it in his voice as well. He's just kind of like tired. Yeah, you could hear it. he's resigned. To a certain yeah. degree. All right. All right. You ready for me to hit play again? I'm ready. Hey, guess what? Actually, what, what would keep me Don't from hitting? Don't play a bill. <laughs> right here? You're going to do this right here? <laughs> oh, my Who God. Who knows if there will even be an ad? But you know what we haven't done in a while is pay the bills. By the way, I should let you know. <laughs> we opened the store, and we have um, a little over 12 purchases orders so we got to pay the bills some way so this would probably be a good place for an ad oh man if you want to go to hell yeah (laughs) okay here we go all right this is what i want you to do now place your listen to me all right let's keep trying all right now place your hand on her forehead your other hand under her neck and then tilt the head back can you do that? And then I want you to put your ear next to her mouth. Can you feel or hear any breathing? Yes. Okay, you can You can feel breathing? All right, I want you to stay right with her and make sure her head is tilted back and check breathing often, okay? All right, now you sure you can feel, the bre- feel her breathing? Good smart. Okay, Mr. Smith, stay right here with me, all right? Now, if she vomits, turn her on her side, 
and I'm going to stay right here on the line until help arrives. Now, you tell me when they're right there with her. Now, if she stops breathing, you need to tell me immediately so we can help her. Well, you need to get there quick. They're coming, sir. All right, now listen to me. Tell me exactly what you see and hear her doing. She's not doing much of anything. She's really shallow breathing. Really shallow breathing? Okay. Yep. She's all right. bleeding at the mouth. Okay. All right. I've got them coming to you, all right? Okay. I want you, this is what I want you to do, sir, all right? Okay. We're going to try and help her. Do you feel any air? I don't want to help her. You don't want to help her? She's dead. She's dead? Sure looks like it. Okay. Okay, can we try to do CPR on her, sir? Let's do CPR and bring her back. You're going to help me do that, right? Ridiculous. I just shot her. I understand that, but we still want to help her. CPR. I can tell you how to do CPR. That will help her, all right? This is what I want you to do. All right, listen carefully, and I'll tell you how to do chest compression. All right, and what I want you to do is place the heel of your hand on the breastbone in the center of her chest, right between the nipples. Okay? Put your other hand on top of that hand. I want you to push down firmly two inches with only the heel of your lower hand touching the chest. Okay? Now listen carefully. Pump the chest hard and fast 30 times at least twice per second. Let the chest come up all the way up between pumps. Tell me when you're done. Okay? Keep going. We're going to help her. You can do it, all right? I know this is tough, but let's keep us pump that chest hard and fast 30 times. Tell me when you're done. Do you understand me so far? Mr. Smith, you still with me? All right, I'm done. She's not doing it. All right, with your hand under her neck, pinch her nose closed, and then tilt her head back again. I want you to give her two more regular breaths and then pump the chest 30 more times. Make sure the heel of your hand is on the breastbone in the center of the chest right between the nipples, okay? All right, go ahead and go do it and come back. Mr. Smith, you still there? Mr. Smith? Not doing anything. Okay, we got to keep going, all right? Now, first off, let me ask, where, where is the gun? You laid it down? Is it in another room? No, it's on the table. Okay, all right, let's keep on with the CPR, all right? All right, this is what we're going to do. All right, from now on, give her, give her 100 pumps and two breaths, all right? Pump her chest 100 times and then two breaths, and keep going until someone else gets there. Keep going, all right? Okay. Pump her chest 100 times. Mr. Smith, keep pumping the chest. Let me know when you've got 100 pumps and then two breaths, okay? Let me know. Keep doing it over and over. Don't give up. This will keep her going until the paramedics arrive. And then you tell me when they're with her or if anything changes. Mr. Smith, you still there? Mr. Smith, if you can hear me, just keep going, all right? 100 pumps, and when you get to 100 pumps, then two breaths. Just keep going. 
Mr. Smith, keep going until someone can take over. Mr. Smith? Mr. Smith? Mr. Smith? Keep going with the CPR until we tell you to stop. Keep going. Mr. Smith, you were there? Mr. Smith, go talk to the deputy. Come on. Okay. Wow. So <sighs> interesting couple things on that. One one uh like the way the way she was she was give him an order or a direction and then instantly just keep talking to him like like it reminded me of like when my when when I tried to leave my parents' house when I was a teenager I'd get in the I'd be like, all right okay all right thank yeah okay I gotta go okay all right and I get in the car yeah. <clears throat> and then my mom's at the window and I roll so I rolled I'm like what. And she's like, blah, 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 blah. I'm like, okay, yeah. fine, all right, yeah. <laughs> I roll it back up, and then I get like one foot out of the driveway, and she, you know, it'd be like me rolling the window down again. And she's like, are you still here? <laughs> yeah, Hello. Well, it's like it's like Mr. Smith, give a hundred pumps. He's like, all right. <laughs> and to his credit, it does sound like he's going to do it. You and I were joking that maybe he's drinking a beer and putting a cigarette in her heart or something yeah. like that. But like, he's only. It hasn't been a hundred seconds, no. lady, and he doesn't strike me as the type of guy who's got a Bluetooth in his ear. You know? Exactly. Yeah, this guy is. This flip phone is far away from his ear that already doesn't work very well. So yeah, he's doing what you said. Okay, that brings me to another thing, really quick, that I was thinking about as this was happening. Here's a here's a note to all of you future potential murderers out there. If you find yourself having shot someone or or what you think has murdered them this is a guarantee if you do what the dispatchers say and you have any regrets or qualms about what you've already done make an effort to try to reverse what you've done even though the person's doa maybe or whatever that will sure. that will work in your favor in the courts or with the police or anything like that cuz then you want to plead you want to plead crazy or insane i had a fit a moment i had a moment i regretted it i did everything i could to reverse it that it might just go or or best case scenario after punching a hole in somebody's body you might actually get them okay to the hospital. They don't die. 
And then you, you're, you're not a murderer. Yeah, you're sitting on an attempted murder charge, which is much less than a murder I can, charge. I can get behind that. Yeah. I can get behind that. What you were doing in the beginning, there was like a public service announcement to try to help out killers. Yes. Which was a little awkward. You're right. But no, at the end there, yeah. Um, it was pretty much the same. Yeah, PSA. For, I was really out. I'm talking to you, killers. <laughs> That's who I'm talking to right now. Yeah. So. Yeah. Yeah. So, I mean... Uh, there was a few funny things there not funny but you know interesting things mm. there you could hear in his voice like uh, and i was said to myself and to you out loud there like that's not gonna play well for him in court it's not. like like ma'am i just shot her <laughs> you know this is ridiculous yeah. that, that that was his attitude the whole right. time well and we were talking to his credit, about i do think that he was doing compressions i do think he was doing the compression yeah you, you could just be also if you just shot someone in the chest and let's just say they are holding on to life you're making a mess. Like, oh, you man. better hope it works. If you're really committed to get in there and start digging in, because you're going to look bad when the police show up. It's not going to... The optics on that situation aren't going to be good. You're going to be no. covered in that person's blood. Oof. Yes. Yeah. I think he at one point said, I just want to get her out of my house. Well, yeah, that was you know? kind of the impetus for the whole thing. I think that had been a long time coming. He was just, like, kind of done, right? Okay, yeah. so... To that point, we'll hear about it. Here's a little backstory on this. <clears throat> so when the uh, when the deputies arrived, they found Jacqueline f- dead from the yeah. gunshot wound to her chest. Gore. Yep. Her last name. Gore. Is. Right. Uh, th- so they lived together at that address, right? They they did. Um, as you heard mm-hmm. on the call, he was very clear. I shot her point blank. Um, he shot her. He shot her with a thirty-eight. So it, it's a significant mm-hmm. round at point blank range. It'll do the job, no doubt. Right. Um, to your point, when she, she was just trying to do her best, because you know that part of a dispatcher's training is to 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 preserve life. At, at any cost and with whatever willingness is met on the other end of the phone. So she was, he wasn't saying no. So she just kept pressing him to just keep trying to do CPR. And at one point he, he says, this is ridiculous. I just shot her. Right. <laughs> so, yeah. So, but to your point, it does sound like uh, at least a situation we can presume that maybe he was performing CPR because he definitely wasn't responsive on the phone. So then yeah. you hear the you hear the authorities come into the house at that point. He's taken into custody. Um, it's a year later when his trial begins. Um, this is interesting. So his attorney argued a pretty unusual uh, stance. He was trying, the attorney was trying to press and convince the jury that this was suicide by boyfriend. Like that was his defense. Mm-hmm. Uh, he, he, he told the jury that, that uh, she actually wanted him to kill her, to shoot her. Um, right. They, they, I don't want to, and I don't want to jump in ahead of you. No, here. sorry. For cutting you go you right here, ahead. Jump in. She, and I don't believe you have this in your notes. Um, Although it might be in your mind, is that only eleven hours earlier she had left a voicemail for a girlfriend telling her 
telling her girlfriend that thank you for everything you've tried to do for me. She's an alcoholic. Mm. Jackie Gore was,、mm-hmm. and she was a, a problem for a lot of people in her life, and she had mental illness and all that. She said, "I'm about ready to go, basically." <clears throat> so that kind of plays into this, where she she could have provoked her. Where so it's his house,、mm-hmm. it's his trailer, I believe it is, and she's been staying there. He's been trying to help with with, with her alcohol issues and her whatever else is going on in her life. <laughs> it's 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 possible. If he had kind of played his cards right on that call specifically, because it it seems like on that call that、like、he shot it, he's really not showing any remorse. He's not saying anything on that call that would allude to the fact or 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 give give enough information, enough proof that would say she forced me to do this. Right. right? He just shot her. I believe what he's trying to say later is that she. Pushed in, pushed into the gun with her chest, and it went off accidentally. He didn't say any of that in that.、Call. No, he didn't. Yeah, and he didn't. He didn't offer up, like you said. This, this was a very one-sided nine-one-one、uh, call. He didn't. He this this was, you know, at best it could have been a he said she gurgled kind of.、Uh, Whoa! Sorry, was that too much? No. Okay. I mean, well, we'll find out.、Close. Give us a one star if you think it was too much.、Yeah. Um, but but to your point, like、uh, he could have he could have been pleading his case a little bit on the nine one one call, but also it sort of maybe rings true with the way he was acting. Very calm, very reserved.、Um, I went through his、uh, his history with the police. Um, and the best I could find was he, like, you know, had some speeding issues with, you know, in the eighties.、Yeah. So this this isn't a guy where this seems to be a thing, right? And you made a good point earlier before we started this episode that that he had a gun, and、yeah. and that he actually at one point had mentioned being suicidal, right? So、mm-hmm. so he kept the clip. He kept the magazine well, for the gun, and and the neighbor had the gun, and he was doing this、yeah. out of kind of safety, self self preservation. Do you mind if we go off road with this, and we'll c- grab all all the points in this off road little trek? Yeah, take us go nuts. Because I don't want to step over your information, but I have it all in my mind right yeah. now. Yeah. So the, these two, yes, he did not have have a history of of any of this type of thing, assaults or domestic charges, violence or anything, whatever you、right. you know, domestic abuse, whatever. Right. But they were friends. <clears throat> he's like in his sixties. She's in her late forties, and he's taken her in. And she's been around with a few other guys that weren't taking her in, but he took her in. And one of the stipulations was that she would not drink. So she ended up leaving at some point because he kicked her out because she was starting to drink again. I see. And part of the reason for her leaving is because they got into an argument where she was starting to become abusive towards him. He held her hands until the police came after his phone call, and when the police got there. He, they demanded him to let go of her hands, and as soon as he let go of her hands, she punched him in the face and started to attack the police officers. Not in,、well. not in this scenario. In another one. No,、right? not in this one.、Okay. Previously, so though, she had been the background on their relationship. She was the aggressor. Police show up. He、yes. was trying to restrain her. The moment the cops, the cops tell him to let go, she pulls a Mayweather and just like、yes. waits for the ref to get out of the way, and she slugs him. Okay, all right, wow. 
Cheap exactly. shots. Exactly. Exactly. Wow. Yeah, the refs break you up and then boom, takes her cheap shot. Yeah. That happened. And, and it happened again where, and then the police showed up. They said, well, either she goes or you go. And it's like, he's like, well, it's my house, but you know what? I'm going to let her stay here. And he goes and he stays with his brother. But it's on, I think, believe it's this day where he comes back. And this is the moment where he gets his gun taken away from because he gives it to the police officer. They take the clip and they give the gun one way and put the clip the other way. Mm -hmm. And he brings them back together. When he comes back the next day because he forgot some, I believe it was insulin medication. You see, the thing is with with Lester here, his mother had just died, right? Yeah. And he was coming back from the celebration of her life, the wake, whatever. Um, and he had learned that he had prostate cancer or some kind prostate of cancer. cancer. I think it's yes, prostate it was. cancer. You're right. So he's in like a tizzy about all this. Plus, he's got this, let's be honest, like this, in his mind, crazy lady living in his house. He's trying to help out and he's had to leave his own home just to keep the peace with this situation. And when he comes back to the home to get his medication, she freaks out on him again in front of all the neighbors on this day, on this call that we're hearing mm-hmm. right here, and kind of makes a scene. And he gets so pissed off, he, he goes back into his trailer and he sees that all of his guitars are laying all over the place. She's been screwing up his house and like screwing with everything. And what she's doing is she's trying to sell his guitars. Oh, wow. When she asks him about the guitars, she, she's like, I've already sold two of them. What are you going to do about it? You ballless wonder are the ball-less words that he wonder. says that she used. He keeps on saying, call him a bitch and call him a ballless wonder. Oof. Now he has the gun. Now he's got the clip. And he says, you know what, Jackie, I could just shoot you. <clears throat> and she says... Go ahead and do it. Again, you baldest wonder. Go ahead and do it. And this goes back to our conversation in the beginning about being provoked by somebody and you know being belittled to the point where maybe you do something about it. And on this call, when you hear him being kind of resigned, mm-hmm. there, there's a bit of relief in his voice to me as well where it's like, well, she asked for it. Like I kind of, kind of hear that in his voice knowing that information that I just gave right there. Yeah. It was kind of like, a, well, she asked for it. But at the same time, she didn't deserve it. Right. But she literally asked for it. Exactly. Um, his attorneys argued that, yes, she said, what are you going to do? Shoot me? Right? And he's like, I could. And she's like, you ain't got the balls enough. And then they said that he, she grabbed the gun and hit the gun to her chest and it went off. Which I think is, I think that's a lie right there. I think because he probably would have mentioned that on the call. He would have, he could have mentioned that ballistics would have shown that she would have had residue on her hand. Right, right. You know, a lot of things which we're, we're bereft of those. We're light on that information. So we really can't go much further than that. But I can, I can uh, try to use a drunk lady voice to, you know, recreate that scene. And I believe I did that successfully. So we're moving. I will say, you know, that's the thing about getting drunk. I think is it, they, what do they call it? Liquid courage, right? They oftentimes. Sure. And it, it just checks you into the Darwin award ceremony. In so many cases, it's like you get so tough. And, and uh, once again, did she deserve that? Heck no. No one deserves it. But it puts it in the camp of like, well, what did you think? With, you know, it, it, So society can wave their finger, wag their finger and be like, no, no, no. But, you know, it's like the Alaskan Avenger. It's like, oh, he, he took out some uh, pedophiles? Well, yeah, bad. No, no. But, you know, hey. Yeah. We all want to yeah. do that. Well, 
you know. When you look at when you look at a case like the Alaskan Avenger, and you look at a case like this subjectively, you can understand it. But objectively, you're like, okay, well, a guy's crawling in through. So in the Alaskan Avenger case with Jason Vukovich, yeah. I'm about to drop one on on a Dark Topic right. as a companion piece to True Crime Kent. We all get it. Why he was going after these pedophiles or prospective. Um, legit pedophiles who are just looking at pedophilic stuff that mm-hmm. are maybe going to uh, you know bring it into reality what their fantasies are we all understand why you might do that but from uh, an objective stance you're like a guy was breaking in through windows going into a house and tying guys up to chairs and bitch slapping them and, and, and threatening their lives and this guy has paid his dues and now he's just trying to get on with his life this guy is a terror, and this guy won't be can't be stopped. We need to need to lock this guy right. up. But subjectively, you're just kind of like, you, you, anyways. So in, you could in give him a pass, case, like it, it, around a you, campfire. Everyone's going to agree. Hey, he was taking out pedophiles. But then the, on paper, you're like, oh yeah, he was sneaking into their house, and he was he it ultimately ended up using a hammer. Okay, all right, creepy. Yeah. Uh, I don't know where I sit on this. Is where most people, everybody <laughs> be like, He's I don't a know. Dog running around the yeah. house. And- I'm uncomfortable. Yeah. <laughs> I'm going to go get in my tent now, and you know, everybody yeah. would just leave the campfire. Yeah. Right. But in this case that we're talking about here, some people would 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 argue that this is a manslaughter situation because one she's shown that she's somewhat suicidal. She's suicidal from the voicemail message that she left her friend 11 hours mm-hmm. earlier. She has been abusive towards this guy in the past. Mm-hmm. She's been belittling him and taking advantage of a situation where he's just trying to help her. Right. He's in a bad situation mentally because his mother has just died and he's learned he's got some kind of cancer. And this woman has pushed him to the brink and is calling him a baldest wonder. But all that to us objectively could could lead us in our minds to be like, okay, manslaughter. But the facts of the case where she comes in and just um, is yelling at him, basically, and he shoots her yeah. point blank in the chest when he didn't need to do right. that. Sure, he was pushed mentally to that point, but he didn't need to do it either at his self-defense or and, it, and also the, what the court believed was that it did not happen accidentally. Those are the two main major things to turn it from a murder charge to a manslaughter charge, yes. whether it was like a self-defense almost move or if it happened accidentally. And there's probably another one that I'm missing. But they deemed that what he had done was just get sick of this the same way that Jason Vukovic got sick of there being pedophiles out there not being charged to the umpteenth degree, the same way that his stepfather didn't got, get charged to it and he just kind of lost it, it's murder. Right. Yeah. We, like we led with this episode, we, we all get pushed to a certain point. You know, we're never qualified to I, – I didn't shoot the kid on the street ball court, you know. I went as far yeah. as, you know, I cracked a – I cracked a joke about Helen Keller. Was that appropriate? No, it wasn't. Was Helen Keller, right. you know, uh, you know, uh, an open target at that moment? Yes, in my youthful mind, she was, and so I took the opportunity. Well, f- f- right for me, if that face that fell off that woman, that girl that I hit in the face of the basketball, if that face was a human being and it fell off and it died in that moment, that that's manslaughter because I did not know that that basketball was going to knock her face off. Right. Her face. Yeah, and it could have because. Back then, especially, you had some really dangerous makeups that that could have, you know, L.A. Looks was cranking out some <laughs> stuff. You had some terrible lip gloss companies. People were getting face, dislodged face, as it's scientifically called, and you could have you could have <laughs> done more damage than you expected to do with a spalding. 
but right. you didn't, and you dodged yeah, it was the a bullet. Wilson. It was a, a Wilson. Wilson. Okay, actually. yeah, I forgot you're in Canada. Um, and I right. and I dodged a bullet by just making an off off color joke about Helen Keller. Are we right. qualified to shoot someone? The answer is pretty much no. I will say this though. No. This is interesting. Psychiatrists, in one in particular named James Ballard, he interviewed uh, Lester several times after this incident. Um, and he testified that he believed that Lester was legally sane at the time, but he was suffering from mental issues from a string of the stressful events that we talked about already. Mother's death, prostate right. cancer. He went, off, he went as far as to add he was having a lot of financial problems. Uh, he had lost his job recently. And, right. That was another yeah, one. So he had, he had a litany of cognitive issues going on potentially plus – Bellard said that he could have also been suffering from delirium because he wasn't, hadn't been taking his medications for diabetes and a shoulder injury on top of all that. So, you know, op- and, and can I add, yeah. he's coming back to his home that he just left so that he can d- follow the cops direction that they need to split apart. And he has, he has the um, humanity to allow her to stay in his home. He comes back home and sees that she's selling all of his shit and she's calling him a baldest wonder when he comes back. Yeah. So, I mean, that doesn't really factor in when it, when it comes to the courts. But as a human being, subjectively, again, as I've been saying, once again, if we had, yeah, it. if we had ring camera footage of all this happening, that might wait. That might change the scales in this case. It's like there there was that CCTV or security home footage uh, a little while ago that was that was released on that. That showdown in the middle of the street between neighbors and like some dispute over him chucking snow into their yard. But the the people, the people that uh, came out, they had been just they're horrible people. And so that mm-hmm. guy just has enough. Goes to his house, gets his AR fifteen, and comes out and just smokes them. Right. Right. He does. And so you see it happen and you're like, oh my goodness. And then all they were doing was shoveling snow into his yard yeah. and he shot him up with a freaking machine yes. gun or whatever. Yeah. But then every neighbor f- within earshot ended up being on the news saying, yeah, but it's not quite as black and white as you think. Those people mm-hmm. were pieces of crap. And so does mm-hmm. it does it justify the ends that, that ended up happening? No. But, no. you know. Like like we've said, you know, if the windows of heaven could close for a minute, would there be actions that we might take against said neighbor? Maybe, maybe, yeah. maybe. Oh, yeah. My fingers are firmly wiggling underneath that uh, the little wood. Okay. I'm just glad to hear you say that now because at the beginning of the episode, you were talking about, you know, peace and all the things that I totally believe well, in. Well, that was my life. I know. Like if someone screws with me, like I'm from the outside of things, we're I talking know. about a completely different situation. I'm just I, – I just – we have built a show off of me abusing your good nature, and you you flew in the face of that. You flew in the face of that consistency at the beginning of the show. You were talking. You were talking about me. You were just talking about me. Right. Not 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 about any outside source coming in and all that kind of stuff. When it comes to this, I can't even give you the examples that I want to give you because it'll it'll put people at risk of getting like arrested. Well, I can't. But, like, I can't even I, talk to you when you're like this. <laughs> <laughs> No, there's there's street justice. Yes, you're right. Yes, right. 
and and when the police get involved there and for, and the courts get involved there are in a position where they have to just look at it for what it is uh, for what it appears to be right in this situation this woman was yelling at this man this woman how about this not even that this woman is is drunk she's lost 80 pounds what they said too she was addicted to crack or some other type of drug at the time as well she's she had lost a bunch of weight and she is walking towards this man, and he shoots her in the chest. And that's all they, that's all they got. She wasn't a threat to him yeah. in any way. Yeah. Sure, she might be annoying him is what they, how they see it. But he killed her based on an annoyance in, their, in, in, in the court's uh, purview or, or You're right. view. You're right. and, um, and that's that. But we, we did our best to cover all the, uh, all the other stuff that was going on there as well. Uh, who, whose team are you on? In the situation, are you pro Lester? No, well, no, uh, you can't. I mean, the law—the law is pretty clear here. And yep. what happened? I'm totally with you. I'm totally with. You. I'm just giving you a hard time because I'm supposed to be the good guy on this podcast, and here you are being a good guy, and it's frustrating me. So I apologize. I should let you have that little bit of sunshine every once in a while, and I feel no, bad okay. about it. No. I'm also going to cut out that apology on the edit. So. <laughs> You should because of what, what, what I'm about to say. Okay, yes, bring it. I I think, I think he should have got a manslaughter charge on this. I agree. F- from from all the stuff I've seen that's gone manslaughter that shouldn't have gone manslaughter, right. where I'm like, how the fuck is that manslaughter? Yeah. Like this one to me, when when you bring into into the history, just the holding the hands and punching him in the face, just the fact that he let her into his home. And just trying to be a good guy. The fact that he was not into alcoholism and she was and he, he said, you need to leave my house if you're drinking. And she comes back. Um, the fact she was going to sell his guitars. The fact that people had heard her belittling him and pushing him to the brink and all that kind of stuff. The fact that he tried to get the gun out of his own hand. The cops did not do a good enough job of getting that gun out of his mm-hmm. hand. And we could say it's suicide, but it, maybe he was worried he was going to do something that came against her, which he eventually ended up doing. The fact that all these factors came into play in the perfect moment when everything was storming down on him you know mom just died you know his house is being taken over by this person who's been abusing him and he's trying to give a break and now she's in his face telling him to shoot her and he does it i feel like it's very close to a manslaughter charge yeah and that the case could be made that he was manic at the moment for yes. a myriad of reasons i agree i agree so i i disagree with the fact unfortunately he did he was sentenced to life in prison um, I I feel like a like a even you know a manslaughter charge might have been a little more apropos here. Um, he died in prison as well. Do you? He not? did actually. He died this year, twenty twenty one. So if you're listening to this in twenty thirty one and you want to talk to us about this episode, go ahead. We'll try to remember it. But in twenty twenty one, which is this year, he did die. He did die, and we'll be as excited yeah. about it in twenty thirty one when you reach out to us. And you're like, oh my gosh, guys. We will we will engage you positively, but just know it's 2021 right now. And yes, he did. He yeah. died. And the obituary, you know, said a lot of positive things about him. That he was a he was a doting father and grandfather and all all these things. And didn't mention his imprisonment, which is probably, you know, appropriate for an obituary. And she wasn't mentioned either, which also would, well, why would you, right? 
Right, so, okay. But I've, I've, uh, and, and we'll go on to a happy ending here, but I've had so many interactions with older men who have lost their wives. Either they died or they split up for a reason later on, who later on in life end up being like a tender to their neighborhood, like a guy who allows everybody to come through their house and they try to help people and all that kind of stuff. I've seen it multiple times with older guys who take care of their lawn, they take care of the neighborhood, they're just trying to be a good guy later on in life and, and help out people who are a little less fortunate. And Lester strikes me as this type of guy yep. who was taken advantage of to a point where he ended up making a rash decision in a moment. And um, <clears throat> it's um, people are going to, I don't know, if I'm sure if the family of uh, Gore heard this, they, they completely disagree with me because they had someone taken away from them that they loved and they didn't ask. Well, actually, she did ask for it. She straight up asked for it right in his face. But um, these are those hard ones because. A whole lot of people lost people in this one. Yes. Some people lost people because of the actions of Lester. Some people lost Lester. Uh, you know, and and uh, it's tragic. It's just tragic all the way around. Also, I'm, mm-hmm. I'm confident in saying the most you'll ever hear about Lester Smith is what you just heard. Because the research yeah. on this was really hard to do. Because, like, one news agency covered it because there just wasn't a lot of meat on the bone, they felt. But here's the point is you and I just proved that this is just like everything else in life. If there is a good story here, there is something to talk about. There is significance. There's sadness. There's compelling content. You just have to dig. And uh, Hmm. I'm honestly, I'm bummed that, that especially local news wouldn't have given this more of a, more of a fair shake than they did because it was, it was really hard to put together, you know? Well, maybe if Lester had more money. And maybe if Gore had not been had an alcohol problem and uh, a drug addiction, yeah, if they were uh, a little more white collar, <laughs> yes, yes, yeah. yes, these and things happen all the time. They, they do. happen every day, yep. and and they get they get a more of a microscope on them if you have more money. You got more money for lawyers, and you got more people speaking up about it. But this is unfortunately a thing that happened, in, I believe it's like a trailer park area where shit like this kind of like arguments are happening all the time. And old Lester lost it one day, and yeah, he went to jail for his life. Whatever. Oh, he died. Oh yeah. shit. That's why his lawn's not being mowed. Yeah. It's sad, right? He just, you know, this whole story just ends with Lester galumphing off to prison and then just is lost, lost to history. Yeah, I actually had, yes. we had to look up his obituary, you know, mm-hmm. and the only place you could find it was the website that his family put up for him. And It's just sad all the way around. I mean, it's sad to, to give a little bit of, of, of attention for a moment to Mrs. Gore, Miss Gore. Jackie Gore. Yes, that she could get to that point in her own life where, where, for whatever reason, she was in that frame of mind. It tells you what drugs can do. It tells you what desperation and addiction can do. It can, you know, it tells you the mindset yeah. that you can get into when someone is literally giving you their home and everything. Yet you, you have, you are in such a position that that it all feels like you're still the victim. And I mean that I yeah. mean that in a in a in a in a in a respectful way that as humans we don't do well when we get into a mode where we are owned by a substance. You're right. You're right. And it's interesting sorry we'll we'll move on. Yeah. But you could draw a lot from just a phone call like this. That's what 911 calls why 911 calls um, are so valuable if you're willing to really dig and really kind of go out of um, 
the norm with 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 your thinking. Like we drew so much just from the, from the call, from what we can glean from it, and we're assuming, like making educated guesses on stuff. Some stuff. My educated guess, though, on this is that a guy who is taking advantage of a younger woman, which a lot of people from the outside could say mm-hmm. this, he's in his sixties, she's like forty eight. You could say she's a younger woman, but she's like a full grown adult. Yeah. Whatever. Right. It's possible that Lester was using her for sexual purposes or something like that, and he had some kind of control over her, and then he lo- he got upset because she was maybe screwing around, and then that was part of it because they were boyfriend and girlfriend. He was upset about something else outside of that. That's a lot of people might might say that, but there's the information of him leaving to go stay with his brother to let her stay there, and then her going to sell that stuff that tells me a larger story. Right. And gives me a little more empathy for Lester's side of, of this situation. Yep. It's tragic. It's tragic. You know. Yeah. Uh, yeah. yeah to your point, uh, she could have been on, at that point, age 48. A lot of people are on, like, like life round number three by then. You know, they've had a yes. couple marriages and a handful of kids or whatever. Yeah, so both of these guys, they, I think both of the people in this story, they, they were put through the ringer in one way or another. Yeah. Probably a couple of people who have been through a lot in life and who are at a sad point in their life and they were ended up in this place where they were just kind of trying to hang out together and ride out the rest of it together as well yep. and, and uh, turned on each other one night. Yep. Hey, how about a happy ending? Sure. I could either do a happy ending or we could do another ad. <laughs> I don't want to do that. <laughs> All right, so um, this one this one basically just it, – it explains everything in the call. Uh and it's it's uh, normally you know cute kid calls all that it's, it, they're just adorable. This one is more of a cautionary tale. Uh, when you w- just a rule of thumb on the on the front of this call, if you hear sirens, you know respond in in one way or another. If you hear sirens, that means you should be doing something, even if it's just looking around, figuring out where the sirens coming from. But <laughs> okay. all right, here we go. What's your emergency? No, I, I don't have the emergency, but the car behind me does. And I'm trying to figure out what that is because I'm driving 45. Okay. And there's an officer that's apparently affiliated with your agency with his emergency lights on and his siren on. Well, I advise you to pull over. Can you pull over for the officer? No, but because that's voluntary. Like, what deluded world are you living in where the reason you're going to pull over is because you have to recognize their authority, yet nothing you're doing is showing that you're recognizing that authority? Yeah. Yeah. 
It's entitlement. Yeah. Did you hear that part where she's like, yeah. I just ran a I just ran a stop line and it's your fault. I just ran a stop sign. It's a your <laughs> fault. Oh, is it really though? <laughs> you know, she's saying everything that she should be listening to herself. He has his sirens on and his lights on. Can you he but she takes it as can you tell him to turn them off, not right. maybe I should do something. <laughs> Well, what what makes you think, lady, that like if it's so crazy that she would think that he needs to stop and not her? Yeah. And if if her her mind it can't possibly be for her that he's coming for, well then pull over. Everybody pulls over when a cop is going yeah. to an emergency situation. Pull over and see if he goes by you. Like yeah. You're, you're, exactly. Why why aren't you doing that? Once again, she said what. Is right, but she just won't. She's like, why would I pull over if when I should only pull over when there's an emergency? Why would I pull over if there's no? Maybe there's a three year old hanging out of your trunk and you can't see it, or you know a, what? Yeah, yeah. What world are you living in where you think the cops are just driving around willy nilly, turning their sirens and lights on behind you just because they're bored? I mean, maybe you in some cities. <laughs> You know what? You know what world? I think she's living. I think she knows she did something wrong, and she's calling it in as like some kind of weird alibi. Yeah, of like ignorance. Yep. Where it's like I don't know what's going on. This is why it's taking me so long to pull over, right. and I yeah. And then yep. she just pleads ignorance on the whole situation. She's calling because she needs enough time to keister whatever uh, illicit drug she Maybe. has in the car, or that forty ounce yeah. that she, which is going to be hard to keister. <laughs> Let me tell yeah. you, but. Believe me. <laughs> anyway, I thought I'd leave us with that. Mm. And uh, you know, I don't know. Uh, entitled ladies—they're fun to listen to. I also get really frustrated when I hear them, and I just—you uh, don't want to go punch a wall. So, yeah. anyway, it's not just ladies. I mean, it's uh, it's 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 a major segment of society right now. Entitlement that is acting, yeah, acting like they're the center of the universe. Yeah. It's like, hey. It's not a new thing that we have authority. Yeah. And then you like, you know, there's regular people on the street that are possibly committing crimes and you get pulled over and you get checked on. I know that there's abuses to that situation too. But I mean, if you're not doing anything wrong, for the most part you have nothing to worry about. And there's a lot of people who aren't doing anything wrong that are trying to invite to incite a situation where they could plead being a victim. Of, of this and like enter this group where they can be holding up signs and stuff too. It's like, oh, I'm a, I'm a victim. No, no, yeah, right. Just a regular person. And I got pulled over. It's like, no, for the most part, it's like a quick check. You talk to almost any cop who's just going to pull you over for any reason just to check on you. It, it happens quick. You got nothing, nothing, you got nothing to worry about. They don't want to waste their time with you. They're going to move yeah. on. There are, there are so many videos out right now that, that are actually Jackie Gore against a cop where, where, the, the, all these scenarios are playing out right now that we see all the time on social media where somebody sees dollar signs because they're like, if I can get this cop to do something to me, there's a lawsuit yeah. on their hands. And so they're, they're provoking it, right? But let me give you, let me give you criminals out there another tip. If you disagree with the <laughs> cops and you think that they're just a bunch of turds, okay, cool. If you really believe that, do what they say. And if they're abusing their authority, you make money because you mm-hmm. can take them to court. But you just have to know your timing. You have to play the long game. Yeah. You ha- if, you're, if, you, if you really want to make money off the police and you really think they're corrupt, 
do the long con. Let them do their job off the front and don't resist arrest. Let them abuse their authority because your time is not then. A police officer's job is to be a collector and a box checker to see whether or not you are following the law. And a good cop does those things on the fly and determines if you're obeying the law or not and then collects you for processing. Yeah. That's their that's their fundamentals. A bad cop is going to do whatever he wants. Go along with it because just bide your yeah. time and then go through that process and then sue them and you make a bunch of money. So if you yeah. really don't like the cops, do that. Make some money. <laughs> Here's another tip. If you're not a criminal and you're getting pulled over for whatever reason or you're getting harassed by a cop and you feel you are, resisting all of that puts you into a category of actually committing a crime. Right. So shut the fuck yeah. up. <laughs> And at this point, they're so tired of dealing with this. They get the picture. Yeah. Believe me, these guys get it. They've A lot of them have done a lot of bad things, but the point has been taken. That's, you know, let's try to let these guys do their job. For the most part, police officers are trying to help society. And there might come a point where you actually, you know, need them in your lives. And they should be respected a lot more than they're being respected right now. My, my fear right now is that they're being turned off. Kids, my son um, would never want to be a cop. He told me, "Yeah, he's like, why would I want to be a cop? Cops are shit. Cops are." He he has this mind. He's nine years old because of what he's hearing on on YouTube and everything yeah. else and online. Right? Who wants to be a cop anymore? We 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 sloughed, we're, we're starting to slough out all, all and and point out all the people that were doing doing wrongs and all that kind of stuff. We're starting to do that. Let's start to celebrate this thing again and, and, and get the right people in, in place and not accuse every single one of them of being the worst poss- worst case scenario because. Um, you know, you you might get what you wish for. Here's an interesting in thing uh, to what you're saying. If if you can have conversations all day long, and you'll find people that are are on both sides of the fence. When you say, should police officers be able to do X, Y, or Z, or or do they abuse their authority or anything? When I say this, though, find somebody that disagrees with this. If I ask the question, well, who is going to uphold our laws? No one's going to be like, nobody should be doing that. No one's going to say that. But guess what? The people that we put in place to uphold our laws on the day-to-day in the streets, that's police officers. So unless you got a better idea, our laws are upheld in the the minutia of our towns and our cities and our provinces and counties and blah, 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 by the law enforcers. So ask yourself, well... Who's going to enforce our laws? And if you don't have a better idea than police officers at the moment, either get involved if you really don't like them yeah. or know mm-hmm. that that is, a, that is a profession. It's a profession. That's like being critical of engineers or something or like, you know, Elon Musk crashes a couple rockets and so you just hate all space engineers from then on. It's like, no, yeah. that's, a, that's right. an overstep. You let the pendulum shift too far the other way. Yeah, absolutely. And we should be attacking our firefighters. Yes. This is the message I've been putting across. Because exactly. those guys are just eating hoagies and washing yeah. vehicles. And they're taking all the crap. No. I agree. I, I've, I've gotten so much <laughs> crap for talking about firefighters that way. And the, again, I act like it's just you and I here talking sometimes. And I'm still talking to my friends and stuff. I understand that they put out fires and they pull people out of vehicles. And they use the jaws of life. And 9-11. I, I know. Bless their I hearts. I get it. I'm just breaking. Balls, yeah. man. 
No, that's the 20. We're, we're hitting firefighters in 2021. 2022, <laughs> we're going after nurses. So it's going to be fun. Yeah. <laughs> oh, my God. My two, I, I love nurses. Nurses, teachers. Can you say that as a white male, mid, middle-aged male? Can you just say, I love nurses? I don't know if that's a... That's like, it's okay to say, I love children, but when you specify it with an age, like, I love 12-year-old children, it gets creepy. <laughs> I feel like I love nurses is something that you and I are, we can't say without getting kind of a sideways glance. I love you're nurses. Right. Oh, well, I don't care anymore, man. I think that people yeah. are sick of, of pe- I know you're joking, but I think people are really sick of hearing people qualify themselves on stuff yeah. like this because it makes you seem like you actually have more of an impact than you actually do. Like, I'll be honest with you. I love three-year-old boys. <laughs> That's my favorite human it's being. It's so true. Me too. And I'll, I'll let you think what you want to think about yeah. that. I love, I love, I love four-year-old boys. girls because Bean Bean is a, a <laughs> riot. <laughs> Can I tell you a quick story before we go? Yeah. It's a bit of a hug. Yeah. My three-year-old boy comes into the room holding like a hot dog, acting like it's a telephone. <laughs> and he's like, hey, everyone's in the middle of a conversation. Hey, what do you guys want? <laughs> and they're like, <laughs> he's like, it's, it's McDonald's. What do you guys want? And they're like, oh, okay, we'll play. All right, I'll take a couple of hamburgers. And uh, and he's like, all right, all right, okay, we'll take a couple of hamburgers. And he's like, what do you want to drink? And they're like, I'll just have a water. And he goes, no, you want a milkshake? They they want they want a vanilla milkshake. And then and he's like, what do you want? And then and then uh, my mother was like, I'll have a vanilla milkshake too. And he's like. Now nah, you're going to have a strawberry milkshake. <laughs> we'll have one vanilla milkshake and a strawberry milkshake and two hamburgers. Thanks. And he walks out of the room. And he's talking into a hot dog this whole time. <laughs> yeah. That's awesome. Oh, that kid's got some smart. I love three-year-old yeah. boys. He's smart. Yeah. I will say this, just not to one that story up because I can't. One, his, Your three-year-old's got smarts. Here's what Bean Bean said the other day. I'm around the corner and I hear her say exclaim to no one else in the room ah i found an eye bugger in my nose bugger (laughs) and i don't know what she's talking about i didn't want to qualify it there was no hot dog present there's no no, yeah i got some work to do with her (laughs) she ate she ate it either way i'm sure though man oh Oh, kids. kids Kids, kids make the world go around. They do. Eventually. They do. Eventually. If we teach them right mm-hmm. and we don't get rid of all of our police, we'll have a couple kids left. <laughs> yeah, man. All right. All right. Well, thanks, everybody. It was good to see you again. Good talking at you. Yeah. Yes. Hugs, everyone. Thank you again so much for listening and sharing your earballs with us. We know we have some crazy shows. We know we have some crazy content. And we really appreciate that you stick it out with us, even when there's a little bit of a lull in the episodes coming out. Maybe it's because of the store. (laughs) I said 12 orders. It's uh, actually getting up there closer to 1,200. (laughs) The wife raider is freaking out. But I'm not. So, you know, I'm the rock she can lean on. Anyway, if you like what you heard here today and you haven't found us on Facebook yet, find our Facebook group at uh, facebook.com. If you don't know where that website is, you've probably been living under a rock. And not I rock, 
like a rock the country, but a rock anyway. Also, we're on Patreon. That's uh, pretty much where we pay the bills because I don't even know if you noticed, but there probably wasn't an ad on this uh, episode. No ad means uh, no bills paid. So we uh, really appreciate our supporters over on Patreon. You get a mountain of other content. We really work hard to try to make it something that is really the best opportunity for your your very important money that you usually keep in your pocket but sometimes uh, some people are gracious enough to throw at our faces i appreciate it jack appreciates it kent appreciates it and bean bean appreciates it so thank you so much for all that you do for us you keep our spirits light and you keep the lights on hey how about that i did that on the fly <laughs> anyway hugs